We're going to talk about vital necessity. There's a, a, a series that I'm doing uh, on, on my evening devotional. So there's a, this is a series of six messages. This is uh, the message for Sunday. And then every day of the week, I will uh, detail on, on some things that I'm talking about this morning and others that we don't have the time to talk about. But um, I'm going to start with this scripture, which is in the book of Psalms. I'm reading on the Amplified Bible because it's only the Amplified Bibles that give you this expression, vital necessity. Uh, you know, every Bible we have is a translation. We have different translations in English. We're so blessed. I believe it's the language with more translations. Uh, and uh, one of those, it's called Amplified Bible, which is um, called Amplified because it goes to the original languages and brings the different meanings of each word. Uh, so sometimes it's slightly different and the Bible verses are longer. And I want to mention this because maybe you're reading on the English Standard, the NIV, the King James, and you have a, di a slightly different translation. So the Amplified includes brackets sometimes to give you the deep meaning of each word. So uh, let's start with uh, Psalms 14, verse 2. It says, The Lord looked down from heaven. Notice this, this expression. He looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any who understood, dealt wisely, and sought after God, inquire of him and requiring him a vital necessity. So notice there's three things. First, to see if there is any who understood. Also, any who dealt wisely. And number three, those who sought after God. And to sought or to search God with this uh, depth of understanding. To sought God uh, requiring him as a vital necessity. So that's the title of our message. We have different scriptures that talk about God as a vital necessity. But first, I would like to mention uh, a short list of some vital necessities. Okay, so what, we, what is uh, something that you think it's a vital necessity for your life? Food? Okay, so number one. Okay, sorry, my, my handwriting is not beautiful, but I can... Uh, I hope you, you, you'll be able to identify my asterisks. Uh, so, oh, this looks ugly. Let, let me try to see. Can I delete this? No. Uh, eraser. All right, I could. Okay, number, number one. Uh, so, number one, food. Number two, air. Okay, air. Okay, another one, water, drinking. So, drink. Another? Shelter. All right. So these are a few vital necessities. Uh, now, I notice, uh, and uh, I notice that you didn't mention one. That, that's the, the purpose of this message. God. So is God a vital necessity 
uh, in your life. So, and, and this is where, uh, you know, as a pastor, I know a lot of Christian people. And most Christians do not have God as a vital necessity. So they have God in their life. Uh, in the sense they might have given their lives to Christ, or they go to church, or they have uh, a superstition uh, type of relationship with God, a superstitious uh, type, but um, they do not have God as a vital necessity. And so I would like to encourage you, uh, as you uh, seek for uh, food, air, drink, and shelter, uh, Try to uh, shift your mind to think of God as a vital necessity. And something that we see in our society is that uh, politicians uh, from any quadrant, uh, either they're more socialist or liberal or more conservative, uh, but it's common to all politicians now to try to erase God from our society, from our language, from politics. We live in a province, the province of Quebec, uh, where the main uh, political party uh, has the core message, the number one message that party has is the division or a divide between secular and religious. Uh, so that's the main message for the main political party in our region. It's to remove anything that has to do with God. We have debates to remove Christian symbols from everything that is public. Not just Christian, but uh, also Muslim symbols and other religions. So our society tries to erase God. And if you erase God, will you have God as a vital necessity? Think about this, because uh, th there's a, an organized plan, and it's not just in Canada, it's not just here, it's worldwide, to diminish the power or the influence of the church, because if you diminish the influence of the church, you do whatever you want. You pass immoral laws, uh, and we have immoral laws, uh, uh, immoral compared to what? Compare not just to Christianity, but to the core values of humanity. Uh, so the value of a human life. We, we have a, a fake science. Fake science that tries today to tell you that a baby inside uh, the womb of a mother is not a human being. Uh, you have uh, all kinds of things that try to corrupt morals. Why? Because they want to have more influence and more power. That's all about power. Uh, and so we need to understand this. And as Christians, we cannot follow the pattern of this world, but we're invited by Scripture to follow the patterns of God. And so this is nothing new. Uh, and uh, we, we see here... Uh, another scripture, uh, and this, this one, it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible, is in Jeremiah 29. And we have from verses 11 to 13, where uh, God says that I have plans for you, plans to give you a, a future and a hope. 
And on the same passage, on verse 13, uh, God gives this message to his people. He said, then you will seek me and require me. Notice uh, what it says. Require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search me with all your heart. So if you're never, if you never found God, God can be found. God can be found. And he says, here's how you find me. You need to search me from all your heart. So uh, th that's what the regular translation of the Bible says. On the Amplified, it goes deeper on the meaning of this word. And so uh, you have this uh, expression, require me as a vital necessity. And that's your choice. That's my choice. I can choose to follow what the world says and I ignore God. I can choose to ignore God. If I ignore God, I will not find him. And you may say, oh, I can live well without God. Well, you can live without God. But think about this. One day your existence will be over. And for, for people that have no God, they have no hope. It's game over when you die. When you die, it's game over. So you can try to extend your life, to have a, a, a style, a lifestyle where you do wild things and you enjoy wild things and pleasures and whatever. But when your life gets to the end, it's game over. It's game over. It's separation from God because you ignored him. So you will be wise to live in such a way as after your life, when you encounter the afterlife, you will be better than what you are now. And so we are in a process of selection. You know, the, the, the way uh, life works, it's natural selection. There's the, the strongest uh, survive and the weakest, they die. That's the way nature works and in terms of life it's the same thing if you have god you will survive if you do not do not do not have god you will not survive now for our life here on earth you can also live with god or without god if you eliminate god chances are that at one point in your life you will desperately need what we call a miracle. And miracles are exclusive to God. Only God can do miracles. A miracle, it's something that is unexpected and it's against the natural course of logic or events. So if you uh, get cancer, if you catch COVID-19, if you have a uh, you, you know, uh, a, a, a terrible problem. There's no solution. Even the ones that do not believe in God, they will have God in their mouth. They will say, God. And they will try to find God. God, where are you? Where are you? And God says, you will find me if you require me as your vital necessity. Now, uh, vital signs... Uh, and let me open this bracket here. It's different from vital necessities. A vital sign 
it's something that um, um, declares or confirms that you are alive. For instance, uh, if, you, if you're in a hospital, let's say you go to a hospital, and, and you got an, into an accident or you have a, an infirmity uh, and you need uh, to have an intervention. And unfortunately, I had to go through that experience. I had an open heart surgery. So when, when you go through that, you're hooked to all kinds of machines. Those machines do two things. Some will help you to stay alive. Others, they measure your vital signs. So the doctors will know what's going on with you. And they measure things like body temperature, the pulse rate, respiration rate, oxygen. You know, they, they pinch something in your finger. They, they have all kinds. They, they can do a, an ECG, which is a cardiogram. They wire you to check your heart. They check all your vital signs. And so, if the vital signs are threatening, they can do an intervention. They give you a, an injection of something, of atropine, or a, um, uh, they, they do something in order to uh, trigger your body to stay alive. So, 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 those are vital signs. And in the spirit, let me tell you that we can be either alive or dead. But there are spiritual vital signs in our life that can be checked. And that's one of the reasons we should have a pastor in the church where we attend. It's because uh, the, our vital signs can be checked. And if we're spiritually weak or leaning to spiritual death, we'll be able to change those circumstances. And that happens through the word of God. And so uh, my question to you is, what are, what are the things that you consider a vital necessity in your life? Things that you cannot live without. And most people will think in the things that we've mentioned here. Well, in order to be alive, I need food. In order to be alive, I need water. In order to be alive, I need uh, a house, shelter. In order to be alive... I, I need uh, uh, to be healthy. In order to be alive, I need this. And certain things uh, are um, just basic, but is God a vital necessity in your life? Are you seeking God as your vital necessity? Because, you see, you can come to church, but I, I remember uh, hearing this years ago, that the fact that you come to church doesn't make you a Christian. As if you go to a car dealership or a garage, that doesn't make you a car. Or if you go to a McDonald's, that doesn't make you a hamburger. Okay? So the fact that you come to church doesn't make you a Christian. The fact that you know the Bible doesn't make you a Christian. The fact that you know that God exists doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is to have a Christ-like life. And the Christ-like life is a life where you constantly seek God as your vital necessity. Let me mention from the Old Testament what King David said in the book of Psalms, Psalm 42, 
uh, one and two, and we sing a song with these lyrics. It says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And, and, and so it continues. But uh, notice the expression, as the deer pants for water, so I pant for you. I don't know if you ever uh, uh, watched a deer panting for water. They get desperate. Deer get desperate when they don't have water. Because they know water is essential. So if there's a brook that dies, if there's a fountain that dries, the deer gets uh, uh, desperate. It's, it's panicking. It's in panic and goes everywhere and, uh, and starts uh, breathing uh, with a cry. Pants. It's panting for water. And, and, and so this psalm, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, an example of how we should seek God. As the deer, the thirsty deer, is desperate for water. He says, so my soul desperate, is desperate after you. So is your soul desperate for God? This is one of the vital needs, water. Without, you can go without food for many days. I used to do long fasting periods, and I, I did several times in my life 40 days of fasting, a food fasting. I didn't touch food for 40 days. So we can survive. Uh, but without water, you cannot go more than maybe two, three days. So, so it's, it's a basic need. We need that water. As the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you. And that's a psalm. But is this a reality in our life? You see, uh, uh, we, we can go through, through the world, through the world uh, and through life without that, that uh, perception or without that need. There will be an emptiness in us because man without God has an emptiness. And, and deer in the desert, they know where to find the water. They know where the sources may be available. They can smell it. And, and so they, f they frequent those places regularly. That's why we should frequent a church. We should go to a church. And let me tell you, if you're watching online, that's great. We know we have a lot more people watching online than people watching uh, here presentially. And, and uh, it's more and more like this. Why? Because society doesn't want people to go to church. Politicians don't want people to go to church. Because if you go to church, you will listen to what the Word of God says and to what the pastors say. And they don't want that. They want to, to tell you what to do. They want to tell you stuff that is sometimes um, even ridiculous and not real. And we live in such a time as this. Listen, I, I'm one of those, I was one of the first uh, persons to start wearing masks when COVID-19 started. Even though masks do not protect you from COVID-19. They don't. So why do you wear them? Because politicians want you to wear a mask.
But maybe you go to certain churches that tell you, do not wear the mask. Politicians don't want this. So uh, that's the thing. That, but the, uh, listen, it's key for us to listen to the Word of God to satisfy our spiritual thirst. And, and so make sure that you go to a place where you receive spiritual water. You know, in John 6.35, Jesus was teaching about himself and he told uh, to the people, I am the bread of life. What, what, what is bread? Bread is food. Okay? Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. So, hunger, lack of food. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Okay? So, two basic uh, vital necessities. Food and water. The most basic. Because without a shelter, you can survive many, many years. You can live... You can, you can live in the, in the woods and uh, not even having a shelter. It's possible. But food and water, those are the basic, basic needs. So he's telling the folks, I am the spiritual food and I am the spiritual water. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. So, so you will have not just enough, you will have satisfaction. And whoever believes in me, so come to me and believe in me. And if you believe, it says, you will never thirst. So God uh, in your life is a vital necessity. It's a, ch a choice. And you choose to go to Jesus. You choose to come to Christ, to come to God. And when you choose to come to God, you have access to him uh, to the nourishment we, which is the bread of life. And that decision will transform your future for better. So it's not just uh, a matter of uh, having uh, that choice. You will transform because you, you have satisfaction, satisfaction in Christ. Now, um, let me mention also this aspect of food and drinking. Peter said in 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn infants, and we have, uh, I was just holding a, a newborn infant just before I came here because my uh, grandson, Luca, is in the house, and he's about a month old or a little bit more, I don't even know, four or five weeks, six? Wow, <laughs> he's getting heavy. He's getting heavy. And uh, as, uh, as food, he only has liquid food. He only has milk. And so Peter is giving this comparison, and he says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that you may, may grow up into salvation. So a child, a newborn, uh, drinks milk. So the vital necessity for a newborn it, it's not spaghetti, it's not meatballs, <laughs> it's, it's not potatoes, no, it's milk. So, Peter says, when you come to Christ, you just have one vital necessity, 
which is milk. What is milk? Then Peter identifies milk uh, as salvation. So the milk of the Word of God, it's the basic things of, of uh, Christianity, like come to Christ, like, you know, receive Christ in your life. All of that, that is good. But then you start growing up spiritually and you don't need just milk. Uh, then... Uh, you will start craving for other things. So just like a newborn baby, a baby gets to a point in which milk is not enough. And, and that's when parents uh, start to have fun, you know, trying to give uh, the baby uh, like a, a lemon uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, trying, okay, let's see if, uh, if he likes banana, banana, they love banana. And, and then uh, banana with orange. And then let's try this. Then let's try that. And certain foods they will reject. And certain foods they will accept. And at first you need to uh, uh, like blend stuff. And, uh, and you give the baby foods that he doesn't like but you know he needs. And so spiritually there's a comparison in the Bible between these basic needs. Uh, so so th that was Peter. But uh, Paul also mentioned this. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, he, he was telling a church, he said, Brothers, I could not speak to you as spiritual men, but to orderly, even as to babes in Christ. Okay, babes in Christ. So, so here's another, uh, another preacher. Uh, it's not Peter. It's Paul mentioning the exact same principle. And then I said, I have fed you with milk. Look, milk. And not with solid food. For to this day you were not able to endure it. So he's talking about spiritual things, what we call doctrines, stuff we learn at church. You see, in church, we do not learn just salvation. You know, let me put this in terms that everybody understands. If you're watching on YouTube, let's say, uh, Billy Graham preached milk and milk only. So an evangelist will give you usually a message that's milk. It's how to get saved. How do you start a new life? How do you have a relationship with Christ? That's milk. But then... There is deeper things in the Word of God, and those are called solid food. And where do you get solid food? You need a teacher or an apostle, someone that will bring you something more solid. Uh, you have uh, then like prophetic evangelists that give you milk and a little bit of solid food, and a little bit of milk and a little bit of solid food. And, and so... Uh, this is what Paul is saying, and then he's addressing, saying that uh, among these Christians there was envy, strife, divisions. And because they had these things, he could not give them solid food. He only was able to give them milk. Because they had all these situations of attitudes and sinful situations in their lives. So, if you seek God as a vital necessity... You need to find spiritual food and spiritual drink. 
But if your life is not in order, you need to go back to the basics of spiritual milk. That's what Paul is saying. And, you know, you're stuck with milk. But my question also, and I know we have people here that know more of nutrition than I do and more of medicine than I do. But uh, uh, if you switch your diet from milk to meat and fish and, you know, poultry and other vegetables, I know some of you are veg vegan, so you, 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 you do not uh, like that I speak about meat, so... That's fine. You, you, I, I'll tell you soya and beets and whatever, whatever you prefer. But you need protein, and uh, and so. But if you go from milk to solid food, you you do not want to go back to milk. Let let me ask you, what do you think will happen if now, as an adult, you will only drink milk? Any ideas? Good for your bones? The bones will, will like it, okay. Uh, but if you only drink milk, just milk. Hmm? Do you have a liver? Do you, you know what happens to your liver if you, if you only drink milk? Or if you drink too much milk? I know because when I was a teenager... I drank too much milk and I got very ill. So your your liver will will get sick. So basically, so you you get problems. You get diseased. Anything else? Not strong. So malnutrition. Malnutrition. You you'll get weak. So, so, and we could continue here, and, and uh, uh, if you're a doctor, you'll tell me more stuff, you know? <laughs> so, you, if there's doctors watching, I know there are, you will tell me, oh, you can get this trouble, oh, you can get that problem, because we cannot physically uh, be healthy with just milk. I mean, we can survive a week or two weeks, or, but gets to a point... You, you get even poisoned by, by, that, by that milk, if, if you only have milk. Now, spiritually, here we, we read that Paul is telling the Christians in Corinth, I only gave you milk, and this was for years. So, if you're a Christian, and you just listen to uh, Billy Graham, God bless him, uh, type of messages, you're not getting anywhere. Your spiritual life is deficient. So if you just listen to messages of Reinhard Bonke, your spiritual life is deficient. If you only get the ABC of the word, your spiritual life is deficient. You need more. That's part of your vital necessity. And God promises the following. He said... In Psalm 107, he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry heart with goodness. Notice this uh, expression here, the hungry heart. So, so he fills the hungry heart with, with uh, his goodness. So God promises he will satisfy 
your soul, your vital necessity. And this comes from an attitude of the heart. And the attitude is the following, and I'm concluding the message. Here's the attitude. David said, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I will rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God than to live at ease in the tents of wickedness. So he's saying, I rather spend one day at the church than a thousand days at the bar or a thousand days in, a, you know, I could go through a list of sin, sinful places from, you know, the, what we consider less sinful to more sinful. But he's saying, I rather one day a church than a thousand Montreal Canadian games. Wow, now I'm stepping in some toes. I'm not saying that it's wrong to go to those places. But what is the attitude of your heart? Because here, David is saying, to me, it's a thousand times more important this than that. And he had fun. I mean, David was a king. And, and we know he had fun and he did stuff that he shouldn't. But at the end, that's the, the attitude of his heart. Now, we can say this with our lips, but is it a reality in our heart? And you know, one of the, the great things that happened during this pandemic of COVID-19, I consider it a great thing, is that God exposed a lot of things that were hiding. Being one of them, being one of them, fake Christianity. What is fake Christianity? It's lip service. It's uh, an attitude of the heart that says, I rather go to uh, you know this place a thousand times more than I go going to to church. Church is boring. I don't want to go to church, and I can relate with that. I can really relate with that because I came from there. But how do you develop that desire? The develop is not for church; it's for God. But God can be found. When you require him. Remember the verse we, we, we read. You will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And as a consequence it says. And you will find me when you search me with all your heart. So, so uh, I want you to find God. And I would like you to start this relationship with God. Putting God in your life as a vital necessity. It's your choice. It's not my choice. But I'm here to encourage you. Do not be satisfied with milk alone. <laughs> milk is great. I, I have a little milk every day with my coffee. Rarely I drink a glass of milk. But I still like to drink a glass of milk. I don't drink more because it has too much sugar for me. But, uh, but I drink a little bit of milk or a little bit of cream. I still enjoy it, but I can live without it. I can live without milk, but I cannot live without the milk of the word. I still need the milk of the word, but I need also the more solid food. 
I need to be satisfied by God. And only God can satisfy me. But I need to choose and tell God, God, I'm not going anywhere without you. I'm not going anywhere without you. You know, here, some of you are watching from different parts of the world. Here in Canada, so, excuse me, soon we're going to have snow everywhere. There will be no more green. The, the vegetation has practically no more green, and it's, everything's white. And I will not leave the house without my snow garments, my coat. I will not leave the house without it because it's so cold outside that I need to, to grab that uh, warm uh, coat and, uh, and with that I'm safe. I bring my gloves, I have a toque, and I, I'm all protected, geared up for the, the, the cold weather, for winter. And as I do that, I decide I'm not leaving the house without God. I'm not leaving the house without Christ. I'm not going to do an exam at school without Christ. I'm not going to my workplace without Jesus. And I carry Jesus constantly in my life. And I tell the Lord, I sing these psalms. I sing the songs that I, I learned at church. And I tell him, I'd rather spend one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. And when I started telling this to, to God, it wasn't the reality of my life. I'll rather go, you know, to a party. I'll rather go somewhere else. But as I started, you know, uh, going deeper in the things of God. Now, uh, uh, you know, many years ago, I got to the point where God is a vital necessity for me. Without God, I'm done. That's what I know. And some of you know, I came from a past of addiction, of a heavy drug addiction, and God did a miracle in my life. But to remain strong, I created total dependency on God. I'm addicted to Jesus now. I'm addicted to God. I'm not a fanatic, but I'm in love with God. And so, uh, listen, I would like to encourage you this morning. Seek God as a vital necessity. During the week, I'm going to give you five teachings on this starting tomorrow at 9 p.m. So you can uh, catch us online or, as I told you, on uh, Amazon Fire TV. Soon we'll be on Google TV. Uh, we'll try to be on Apple TV, on, on others, on Roku. So you can watch from without a computer. We want to make this content available. And uh, uh, as I conclude uh, this morning, I would like to pray for you. I'd like to pray that uh, you consider this decision of making God your vital necessity. So God, I pray in Jesus' name for all of us present here, people watching us online. And God, we know that in this world, uh, politicians are telling us to ignore God. The world, school, uh, workplace has removed God from all instances of our society. But God, we're here to tell you this morning that we want to understand your word and we want to make you our vital necessity. We thank you for the words of Jesus. He said, whoever seeks me will find the bread of life. And whoever 
comes to me, whoever uh, inquires from me, will never be thirsty. So God, we want to have our spiritual necessities met. And I pray, God, that your presence will be in our lives. And, and God, as we make you our vital necessity, we know that in the times of trial, in the times of, of tribulation, in the time that everything seems to be impossible, the God of the impossible will be there for us to do signs, miracles, and wonders in our lives. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, when, uh, when God is vital necessity, he's in our life, the whole world changes. We start seeing things differently. We start being satisfied with the presence of God. So if you give this step and if you need some help, don't hesitate to message me, to contact us. And if you're in the Montreal area, I'll uh, enjoy uh, getting to know you and to meet you. So we conclude now. We say goodbye to our Facebook friends.